Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. SB 480 is now at Governor Eric Holcomb's desk. This is good. I hope he signs it. I'm not sure what the man is going to do. I'm not sure when it could happen. It could be happening at this very moment, either a signature, making it law, or a veto. It could be happening right now. The end to the ability to perform surgeries on children for the purposes of choosing their gender, when, of course, one cannot choose their gender, and surgeries on children, this mutilation... This abuse should not be tolerated by any rational person. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything. TonyKatz.Locals.com. TonyKatz.Locals.com. Oh, yes. There are people out there so upset with this legislation, passing the House, passing the Senate. Well, first it was the Senate, then it was the House. Letting you know. That if you agree with this, Eric Holcomb, they're letting you know you've got blood on your hands if you agree with this. Along with other conservative members in Indiana's Congress, not only will this affect trans people, but people wanting to get gender-affirming care across the board. That's what you say. But this is about children. And none of it is gender-affirming care. The terminology is a lie. I don't know why you lie. It's not gender-affirming care care it's abuse if you think that children should be able to decide to get surgeries to remove perfectly healthy body parts if you think that it is care to say here take this medicine that will physically or chemically change the makeup of your body and then tell them oh don't worry it's totally reversible no it's not no it's not It's not totally reversible. That's not true. Because we're talking about children in all these cases. And if you want to treat children the same way you treat adults, you're weird. You're a weirdo. You have to be stopped. You're the enemy. You're the problem. Now, that's very rough and tumble talk. I don't disagree. The problem is I'm on radio, so I can't really say it the way it needs to be said. Rough and tumble you better believe it. But I'm not about to sit quietly by, and neither should you, and hear people tell me it's gender-affirming care to say that a 12-year-old can make this decision. It's not. It's creepy. It's gross. And no civil society can actually function that doesn't actually care for kids and the fact that they are children. Gender-affirming care means to give in to kids. And what kids need are boundaries and rules and parents and adults who set those boundaries and maintain them. And then when the children are adults, which we have determined is the age of 18 through the millennia, they can then make decisions for themselves. Gender affirming care never brings into mind the true reality that most children go through, that they change their mind. Their favorite color was green until it was purple, until it was red, until it was blue. Tony, this isn't like changing a color or having a favorite color. No, but changing your mind is changing your mind. Growing out of a phase is growing out of a phase. And I don't even make the argument that for all kids, it's only a phase. 
I am making the argument that it is wrong to try and push a kid in a phase to engage in something they can never correct and never fix because they were in a phase and not allowing them the childhood to grow out of it if that's the way it goes. This enforcing it, this pushing it, this prodding it, this cajoling it, how dare you question it? How dare you say no? This desire to rip the parent from the child, obscene and sick. Pushed by weirdos. I mean, that's the best word I could use for it on the radio. Oh, and then there, there, there's this uh, tweet. Transgenocide bill passes Indiana legislature, heads to the governor for signing. Transgenocide bill. You, you see what they do here and how they relate this uh, to, to other things. And I'm assuming they'll get into how to relate it to the, the, the horror in Nashville. But their argument is, if you don't let kids do what we want them to do, you're killing them. It's genocide. That is the argument of the weirdo. That is the argument of the cultist. That is the argument of the radical. I don't think I want those people near kids. I'm going to stick with my position. Because their argument only proves how wrong they are in their argument. Transgenocide bill? This is going to cause harm to children. No, it's going to prevent harm to children. I can't necessarily tell these people what to do when they're adults. I don't think that they should go about engaging surgeries unless this is something they really want to do and understand all the risks. But they can't do that when they're 12. They can't. They can't do it. And I believe that adults should protect them from this. Well, their parents are okay with it. Yes, and I believe those parents are engaged in a level of abuse. And it, it, it's a very rough conversation. But if we saw a, a parent, an adult, abusing a child, we would call someone, see something, say something. Well, I see something, and I think you do too. But when we say something, they're like, oh, you hate kids. You're engaged in genocide. Woo. Nice try. They continue. If you want to see what we'll need in order to stem this murderous tide, look at what and how French workers respond to a retirement age increase. And they're talking about the riots taking place in France. Somebody else tweeting, I agree with the ACLU. Let trans kids live their lives. Indiana lawmakers, do you care about kids? Uh, trans kids' lives matter? Don't ban affirming care for them or you will be making a grave mistake. Well, that's not violent at all. Not violent at all. Not violent in the slightest. Governor Eric Holcomb should sign this immediately. Immediately. Today. Right now. There's a companion story that was shared in the Sunday Washington Times where the governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon, has allowed a bill of barring biological males from female sports to become law without his signature. Now, he's worried that the bill is overly draconian. Well, I'm not going to argue that there could be ways legislation are written that you're not a fan of. But conceptually, in every case, men are not women and women are not men and boys are not girls and girls are not boys and boys should not be playing in girls' sports. And it is wrong to abuse women by telling them you have to allow this boy to play and you have to take a back seat. 
It is wrong to abuse women. It is wrong to abuse women in sports. It is wrong to tell them to take a back seat. It is wrong to tell them that they're not allowed to speak out or otherwise they're guilty of trans genocide. It's wrong. And I don't know why so many progressives and others hate women, but they do. They do. It is a hatred of women. It is misogyny from beginning to end. Governor Holcomb should sign this bill today. But the story over there at the Times is about more and more states making the decision to speak out proactively. That more and more states are saying this isn't all right. And not only is it not all right regarding sports, it's not all right regarding mutilation. Now, I want to share uh, about this conversation regarding mutilation. Because I finally got the response that I actually expected um, to, to, to get. And I forget where it was. Was it, was it an email? Or was it, was it a tweet? That you're opposed to the mutilation of children. Where do you stand on circumcision? And as you know, I'm Jewish. And Jews do ritual circumcision. When a, when a boy is eight days old, it's called a, a bris or a brit milah. And how is that any different? As a matter of fact, Christopher Hitchens, who um, was remarkably bright, utilized this in part of his conversations and then in, in larger context about the idea that religion makes good people do terrible things. And he was engaged in a series of conversations. It's actually just a, a, a spectacular talk, really a spectacular uh, uh, talk. As I've often said about Christopher Hitchens, I don't know if he's right, but he ain't wrong. That is, that is how I categorized uh, the man and, and uh, whether it be his contrarian views or just his unbelievable ability to absorb uh, the knowledge and and to uh, recollect history and 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 be able to connect the dots within circumcision which happens in 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 medical settings all the time the removal of foreskin uh, has been going on for a couple thousand years and um, circumcision has based on that a history you are discussing a physical change to the body. I, I, I don't say no. You are not questioning whether or not the baby in front of you is a boy. You could not bring a girl to a moil, the person who does the ritual circumcision, and say, uh, circumcise my baby. The moil would go, um, There's, uh, there, I, I can't do that. There's not, you got the wrong baby. You brought me Sarah, bring me Moisha. You, br- you brought me the wrong... Nope, 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 this is the baby I want circumcised. No, you can't. Because that's not how this works. That is the conversation. Even if one were to be opposed to ritual circumcision. I, 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 you, you're entitled to that point of view. I, I, I think there's a, 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 an argument to be made and the rest. You cannot utilize that as a comparison tool to the idea of bodily mutilation to pretend that the end result is therefore something else. The end result is not something else. 
The boy is still the boy and the girl is still the girl and no amount of surgery will ever change that. Ever, 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 ever. Nobody is debating that the baby in front of you and the bris and everything else and mazel tov and everything. It's still a boy. Still a boy. There is no denial of reality, even if you were to disagree with the actual procedure, which I would never fault you or tell you how dare you for disagreeing. I, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't dream of doing it. I think there's an argument. Feel free. We're talking about denial here. And the denial here is to somehow deny reality. That the boy is the boy and the girl's the girl and the girl can't be the boy and boy can't be the girl and that's just the way it is. And it doesn't matter if you scream transgenocide, it doesn't mean anything. What means something is that a civil society protects children more often than not from themselves. And 12-year-olds and 14-year-olds being pushed and pressured into the idea that they could decide their gender and you're really this and we'll hide it from your parents. And how dare you make us schools tell the parents when the kids choose their own pronouns. This is our little secret. Parents don't need to be involved. Parents aren't good people. Well, what if a teacher is a parent? No one seems to ever discuss that one. Parents don't need to know. Parents must be left in the dark for their children's own good. You mean parents don't decide the child's own good? Oh, no. We decide the child's own good because we went to college and took classes on exactly how to do this. Well, if you want to be a parent, why don't you have your own babies? Shut up, you breeder. My gosh. This goes down a rabbit hole. A deep, deep, dark rabbit hole. But I didn't say anything that isn't true. I believe after this much time and an engagement in this much conversation, what we have done together, we have a complete and total understanding of what's going on. In the state of Utah, they have passed legislation signed by the governor, Republican Spencer Cox, prohibiting kids under 18 from using social media between the hours of 10.30 p.m. and 6.30 a.m., require age verification for anyone who wants to use social media in the state, and open the door to lawsuits on behalf of children claiming social media harmed them. As is written by ABC News, collectively, they seek to prevent children from being lured to apps by addictive features and from having ads promoted to them. So, of course, social media companies are going to sue. And there is stuff within here that makes me say, hmm. But conceptually, it is a recognition that maybe a child can't join certain services without parental approval. After all, the kid can't get an aspirin from the school nurse without parental approval. But somehow they can determine their gender. Why should they be able to join a social media platform? Why should they be able to sign a contract without parental approval? It's a legit question. A worthy one. Don't ask me how you're going to stop a kid from being on social media between 10.30 p.m. and 6.30 a.m. I don't know how you're going to do it. You figure it out. Wait, hold on. I did figure it out. It's called parenting. It's parenting. In Utah, they actually passed legislation to remind parents to do parent-like things. I think that's nuts. I and mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Parents should be parents. 
parents should be the ones in charge. Parents should be the ones saying no, or parents should be the ones saying yes. Well, Tony, if that's the case, why isn't that true of gender-affirming care? Because when you see abuse, you say something. Even when it's done under the guise of love, because one of the things that I discuss is that for a lot of parents, none of this can be easy if your kid's going through it. And you love your kid. And you're trying to do what's best. I'm not going to say no. I hear you. I see you. And I don't understand why there isn't a level of compassion all the way around, a level of decency all the way around. It still doesn't mean that we allow it to happen. A lot of people do a lot of things under the guise of compassion. That's really frightening stuff. We don't mutilate children. We don't let them ingest medicines that will physically change them for forever and tell them it's reversible. We don't do it. We don't condone it. We don't abuse children. And that's why Governor Eric Holcomb should sign Senate Bill 480 today. And I hope that he does. I'm Tony Katz and this is Tony Katz Today. We were staying in Paris. Would be subject to American jurisdiction. Do you support um, labeling these drug cartels as FTOs under U.S. law? Ranking Member Graham, I, I have heard you speak of this issue as well. I share your view uh, 100% that these are ruthless, vicious peddlers. Well, do you support my efforts to make them FTOs? This, this is a decision that rests in the, in the okay. jurisdiction Fair. of the Department of State. And well, it is a difficult question as to where the line well, between not, criminality, yeah. however vicious, yeah. and terrorism is not, drawn. Not, and not I'd be happy. Me. When I'm you sorry. kill 70,000 Americans, you have crossed the line. But, you know, that's not your bailiwick. Let's go to. It should be his bailiwick. That's uh, Senator Lindsey Graham speaking to Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. They're terrorist organizations. This has now become a conversation. Uh, Mayorka is saying it's difficult as to to where to draw the line between criminality and terrorism is drawn. And we we should be clear that even though Mayorka is terrible at his job and purposely bad at his job, the the answer is not specifically wrong. What is the difference between criminal activity and terrorist activity? If, if terrorism is about the idea of inspiring, inspiring terror, we've all seen videos of New York City subways or people being attacked on the streets of Los Angeles. Where's the difference in the inspiration of terror? So I make the argument, for, for lack of a better word, I make the argument. If you have a better word, send it my way. Um, terrorism is like pornography. You know it when you see it. We don't consider somebody who had a health issue, ran their car off the road and killed somebody in act of terrorism. We consider somebody in a van mowing people down terrorism, which is why when we take a look at what happened in Wisconsin, six people being murdered by a man in a van, a black man who targeted white people, because if it was the other way, it would have been said the other way. So all I did was just follow the rules. Is that terrorism or is that a hate crime? Because it would seem that if you're targeting people, it would be terrorism based on the initial, as I gave it, descriptor. But now we have to add another wrinkle in. That's why I I compare it to to this idea of pornography. I'm not sure what it is, but I know it when I see it, which uh, comes from the Supreme Court. Um, 
It's a real big question about whether or not these groups should be labeled as terrorists. But more and more, I believe the answer is absolutely and twice on Sunday. What about you? Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. You can call it a coincidence if you want. You're you're more than welcome to. I couldn't stop you. You can call it just one of those things that happens. And honestly, you're making too big of a deal about it. You feel free. You go ahead. I'll just read the headline and then uh, and then you uh, decide. The IRS visited Twitter files journalist Matt Taibbi's home same day as congressional testimony. Just coincidence. In no way an act of intimidation by the U.S. federal government on a citizen and a journalist. No, no, not intimidation at all. Just one of those things that happens. You're testifying. Members of Congress are demanding that you reveal sources, attacking you for not revealing sources, calling you a so-called journalist, and then the IRS shows up, maybe for an audit. Totally coincidence. No, I get it. I get it. That's just the way the things go. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Guys, what is going on? Good to be with you. 833-468-8669-833. Agat Tony. It is House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan who uh, has made note of this and wants an explanation over the visit, sending a letter to the IRS Commissioner Daniel Werfel and the Department of the Treasury wanting to get to the bottom of why the federal agent appeared at Taibbi's New Jersey home on March 9th and left a note. Taibbi uh, called uh, the IRS when he was told to. The agent told him his 2018 and 2021 tax return had both been rejected due to identity theft concerns. Is that right? Is that right? What do you What do you know? Ain't that something? It's not enough, Jim Jordan, to say, I want to get to the bottom of this. It's only enough to call Joe Biden a disgusting son of a you-know-what and demand that everyone at the IRS top brass be fired. I'm talking about directly to his face, too. That's what I'm talking about. And if Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, who leads the Democrats, says anything about it, you tell him to shut up right to his face. No, 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 no. There are some things that we have to accept that people are indecent and there's nothing you can do about it. But this is something you can do something about. This is the kind of thing that you raise a stink about in a way that's irrational. You have to force them not to ignore you. You have to force them to admit that this is wrong, that this is an act of intimidation, and we're going to fight it with everything in us. And if Akeem Jeffries doesn't like it, Akeem Jeffries can go to hell. If Representative Ocasio-Cortez doesn't like it, she can go back to bartending. Who gives a damn what these people like? If you're okay with the intimidation of American citizens, you're garbage. You're garbage. I've been sharing this garbage conversation because I I, I told somebody that on on Twitter. They don't like uh, my view of, of when people say trans rights or else. So therefore, I'm transphobic and I'm creating a safe space for transphobia and I'm going to get people killed. I should stop. All nice buzzwords to try and get me from not having a conversation about things I see out in the world. And it starts with a manipulation of my words. 
But the objective is to not care about what I say. The objective is to stop me from saying anything because I might make sense to somebody else regarding the radicalness that we see, whether it be about transgender this or phobia that or, or, or guns, as of course the conversation is regarding Nashville uh, and, and the rest. And the answer is no, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop talking. I'm the free citizen. But when you want to make the claim that I'm going to get people killed, I, I've been through this, guys. I've been told this before. Most recently, uh, when it was COVID and the so-called journalists in Indianapolis saying of me when I put out uh, on Twitter, quite clearly and rationally, you cannot stop society to save society. A rational point of view. I was told Tony Katz is going to get people killed. Well, of course, I was right, and they were duplicitous bastards. I'm not interested in being their friend. Don't care. What are they going to do, run up to me on a street corner? Honestly, they're allowed to say anything they want. I have to somehow sit quietly. You do? Of course not. But when we speak out, when we notice things that are happening, when a, a reporter like Matt Taibbi, who I don't agree with politically at all, does his job, the IRS shows up at his house. An act of pure intimidation. It wasn't coincidental. Nobody believes this. Absolutely, positively, no one believes this. Taibbi provided committee documents or gave the committee documents indicating his 28th return had been electronically accepted and the IRS never told him or his accountants there was an issue over the last four and a half years. His 2021 return was at first rejected and then rejected again after he refiled. Even though his accountants refiling with an IRS provided PIN number. Now, as he says it, I didn't owe the IRS money. The IRS owed me money. This seems to be much more of a story of IRS incompetence. The truth is, as far as government agencies go, they are actually efficient at collecting your dollars. They should be more efficient at returning your dollars. But you'll ever know, if you've never noticed, the IRS has great moments of problems. Like, for example, when the IRS is supposed to give a certain tax status to Tea Party groups. And the next thing you know, it doesn't happen and they get hung up for years keeping these groups from being able to exercise their First Amendment rights, from being able to raise money properly, and they blame it on some low-level perfunctory in Cincinnati. It wasn't the low-level perfunctory. It was Lois Lerner and it was the Obama administration keeping uh, Tea Party people from being able to engage. That's what Barack Obama did. Don't ever tell me that man didn't have a scandal. Now, maybe compared to Joe Biden... He never had a scandal because Joe Biden, Joe Biden has had himself some scandals. Name me one. Well, let's start with Hunter and, and work, our, work our way up. Are you okay with that? Sounds great. The idea that this is a coincidence is nonsense. And the idea that the Republican Party is not up in arms is only proof that they have absolutely no idea how to fight the bunch of cowards that they are. Sending a letter? I demand to get to the bottom of this. You have to explain what happened here. You think that's enough? 
You got to get in someone's face. Tony, are you calling for violence? What do you call sending the IRS to Matt Taibbi's house? What do you call that other than an act of intimidation, an act of pure violence? Because nobody threw a punch? Because nobody got shot? Sorry. We know what it is. When all of a sudden you're giving testimony in front of the House Judiciary Committee, I think that was the committee, and the next thing you know... Oh, look, Tommy paid a visit. I haven't seen Tommy in forever. Oh, God, Tommy. Tommy, how you doing? Tommy, Tommy, it's so good to see you. What brings you to my doorstep today, Tommy? What can I do for you? And Tommy, well, he's got a story to tell. Listen, Paulie, listen, Paulie, Paulie, listen, listen, Paulie, Paulie. Look, Paulie. You're my friend, I'm your friend. I'm, you know I'm your friend, Paulie, right? You understand I'm your friend, Paulie. Everybody knows I'm your friend. I am, Paulie, I am your friend. But but what you're doing here, what you're doing here, it's not right. It's not right. Paulie, it's not right. You know it's not right. I know it's not right. Tommy, what are you saying? I'm just telling it the way it is, Paulie. Paulie, you, un- you understand. This can't go on like this. You keep talking like this. The other guys are going to do over this thing over here. I can't I can't stop it. You can't stop it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? One day it wasn't done. Next day, it's done. Paulie, Tommy, Tommy, Paulie, Paulie, Tommy. I mean, of course it's intimidation. That's all it is. It's all it could possibly be. And anybody who says otherwise is a fool. So why doesn't Jim Jordan and a group of Republicans start getting in Democrats' faces saying, what the hell is this? Why are you okay with the intimidation of American citizens? What the hell is wrong with you? I want to see six guys walk up to Eric Swalwell just to watch him wet himself. All right, he may fart first. He does his things. He's just human. Leave him be. And I want to know why they're okay with the intimidation. Why are you okay with this? Why do you allow this? Why won't you stop this? Why are you so holy damn indecent? That's what I want to see. I want to see them get tough. I want to see them stand strong. I want them to push back on this abuse from Joe Biden. I want them to call Joe Biden the abuser that he is. And if Hakeem Jeffries says extreme MAGA Republican one more time, bring this up and tell Hakeem Jeffries to go to hell. My gosh. You know, every now and then, I consider, uh, maybe I should just go to Congress. Maybe I should just go to Congress. Tony, you'll go crazy. You won't be able to get anything done. Oh, oh, uh, legislatively? Probably. These people are nuts. But I could do this. I could do this better than anyone. Whoo. They will call me Tony Censure Katz. But I will force people to have better conversations. Uh, I would force them into decency. This is intimidation of Matt Taibbi. Why is anybody okay with this? Why is anyone okay with the intimidation of a reporter? Because he's reporting on things that you don't like? The sharing of how Twitter, how big tech moved and maneuvered to silence people like me, silence people like you, silence people like people we like or we somehow find ourselves in common ground with politically? They worked aggressively 
And Jack Dorsey's not a good dude. Jack Dorsey is a jerk. And Jack Dorsey is a coward. And he let this happen. He knew it was happening. He didn't do a dang thing about it. But now we know. We don't have to question it, even though we already knew it. We know it because we know it because we have the data. And if you're somebody who is okay with that, that is equally as horrific, shameful, gross, terrible. My gosh. The idea that we silence people in the United States and we have people cheering that, those aren't Americans. I don't don't know what you call them, but you don't call them Americans. That's not what we do. Certainly isn't the concept of civility. Civility is not please and thank you and holding the door open for somebody. Civility is letting the minority speak freely without killing them. And big tech was not acting in a civil way. Big tech wanted to kill your ability to speak out. And so now this gets exposed. And you take the journalist who exposes it and you're like, send the IRS. And I've got members of Congress, Republican members, who aren't going to confront Democrats and say, what the hell is wrong with you? Oh, you weak-minded sots. And I'll start with the members of Congress in Indiana. Uh, Banks and Houchin and Pence and Baird uh, and, and, and Bouchon, where are you? Yakum up north, who am I missing? Who am I missing? That's that's seven, eight, because there's nine. I'm missing, I'm missing one. I'm missing one. I can't picture where they are right now. Wait, maybe I got them all. Maybe I got them all. Maybe I did get them all. Maybe I did. Handle your business. Why would you allow this to pass on by? You have to work with these people? No, 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 no. You have to demand better from these people. You might still have to work with them, but you don't accept this. You don't accept this. Man, it's the only reason to run for Congress is to, good Lord, just this. Just, can you imagine that this is the thing you have to pull teeth for? For people to ask, why are we abusing journalists? That's incredible to me. It's pretty gross to me as well. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Let us pray. Eternal God, we stand in awe of you. Lord, when babies die at a church school, it is time for us to move beyond thoughts and prayers. Remind our lawmakers of the words of the British statesman Edmund Burke. All that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. Lord, deliver our senators from the paralysis of analysis that waits for the miraculous. Use them to battle the demonic forces that seek to engulf us. We pray in your powerful name. Amen. That is Rear Admiral Barry Black speaking and giving the invocation at the U.S. Senate today. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Powerful stuff. 
in indeed and of course he is pushing uh, the senate um to uh, create legislation it would seem to to ban guns but he fails as as i see it to recognize the the deeper issue all that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing well let's talk about the idea of what's been done I make the argument without hesitation. I would make it to the rear admiral there. Something is missing from society that needs to be introduced or something that has been introduced to society must be extricated. Our issue is not the firearm. I will say it again without question. You have a, a, a murderer in this case. This woman thought themselves a man found themselves to be suicidal but didn't just kill themselves which i would not have wanted for her and it was her it was a she not a he it was she um that where does that mental illness come from where does that depression build in from and since we're seeing it now in so many places perhaps we're not saying uh, everybody's got mental illness. Maybe there is something societal that is leading people down this belief, down this path, down this hopelessness. That's a much tougher thing to do, but it is indeed the only thing to do. For I, watching this society, will not give up any firearm. I will be prepared from this day to my last day to do what I can to protect and defend my children and my wife. And in a society that seems to have lost itself, that seems to be searching for purpose, that seems to have something that has been introduced that must be extricated or something missing that needs to be returned, I don't think this is the time not to be prepared. I don't know what you think. You can tell me, though. I'll be here tomorrow, everyone. I'm Tony Katz. Take care. Take care.